maybe the 30 second ad for our podcast it's should be talking about how we can't fill 30 seconds. Oh, I like that. It's very like it's meta. It's very us. Yeah. I find because we do get very off topic yes. and then it's just like, how do we do this? And then like after 10, 15, probably 30 minutes of talk, then it's like, right. Top of your head. Go give her. Hey guys, this is can do of the can do experiment. If you want something fun, energetic, and totally off topic all the time, check us out on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Link trees in the description below. Thanks for stopping in, guys. And now back to your airsoft experience. It's only a game. Why you have to be mad? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck was that? That was ski. Oh yeah, that was definitely ski. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And this is going on the bloopers. Oh, I love it. Okay. And three, two, one. Parental advisory. Now welcome to the Airsoft Experience. Six one, we have contact left side, seventy. Coming to you. Contact left, contact left. All right, and welcome to the Airsoft Experience. I am Michael Mascot, also known as Magic in Ontario Airsoft. And today we're super lucky to have two really good dudes in the Ontario Airsoft world. And that is Cody and Wyatt from Inc. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good, man. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. You guys are, I'm happy you guys are here. And just so everybody listening, this is the second fucking time we were doing this. <laughs> so we are recording live at Action Airsoft Club in Mississauga. And I guess somebody smoked a transformer or a pole with their car. And we had about seven minutes in. And here we go, starting again. Yay. We lost the power. <laughs> So we're going to try to get back in the groove here. And uh, before we get started, this episode is about uh, Force Recon's Daybreak, which was the debut game at the new Mega Field, The Compound. It is a game that's put on by Force Recon every year. They do two a year. One would be uh, Nightfall, which we'll touch on in a bit, and uh, Daybreak, where Cody Cook and Wyatt went up against... Uh, Mike Wartooth. Yep, that's it. <laughs> and the Alpha guys. Sorry, Mike. I don't know why I couldn't remember your name, but it was probably one of the closest games that I've watched. I unfortunately couldn't play. Yeah, that was sad. It fucking killed me. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I, I would have been chomping at the bit just watching what was going on. I'll tell you one thing. We'll get into it after. I just want to uh, quickly touch base on the PRZ situation just because I've played a lot of airsoft at that field with you two fine gentlemen and your team mostly against, but uh, luckily sometimes with <laughs> uh, great firefights. But I just want to PRZ's closed uh, end of a era and I know you guys made your home there for a while. I just quickly... Before we get into daybreak, I want to pay homage to PRZ, and I, I want to get your thoughts on uh, the whole situation and uh, maybe a memory or two, so let's go. Definitely a place that's going to be missed. I uh, remember playing like my first nightfall there, getting like just into the murder hall and just camping out for a minute and just thinking to myself, what am I doing? Thinking of like how I can be effective, what I can do to try to help my team push forward. And that was before, like I'm sitting there in 
anything that I could buy secondhand, I did. So it's kind of like one of those humble starts, right? And it's just a place that I learned a lot of skills, a lot of uh, different ways to be effective with whatever you had. And that was kind of like the thing that I really took away from PRZ. It was a unique field. I mean, the way that the buildings and stuff were set up, like it's going to be hard to replace that. It's right? definitely going to be hard to replace. What about you, What? I mean, I grew up playing there, right? Like my first nightfall, I was 18 or just turned 18 and uh, played there as much as I could since. Like, I think we've been, I don't even I, know. I don't know. Like, I, I can't, I can't put a number to it. Like there's just no way that I could put a number to how many games we played there. But I know like as a team, that was the home field for us, especially when flag swipe closed. Yeah, exactly. And then there's, you're going to struggle to find infrastructure like that anywhere else to play. Let's, like, let's put it that way, uh, this way. For four years, like I knew PRZ had a shelf life, maybe before the community. Yeah. Just because I, I'm closer with Tim and Teddy and Patricia, and that's literally their home. Yeah. So I started looking, like mm-hmm. seriously trying to look yeah. for the same thing, like something with infrastructure. First, we approached, um, what was it? Anyways, it was some, uh, some uh, property that they're now demoing forget where it was, but it was an old like World War II uh, POW camp. Oh, no oh, way. Wow. I think it was in Bowmanville. I can't remember what the fuck it was called because my memory's gone. But <laughs> that been cool. We tried. It's hard because you have to think about it as a business, even though it fucking kills me to say that because I only want to just go there and play airsoft. It's two sides to it though, right? Like you're, you're doing something to keep the sport going because like we've been having fields drop like flies. Oh, it's crazy. Like it's been wild. Like even like Barry paintball just had a fire. Yeah. Like I'm hoping that they rebuild because that field was fun when I've been there. hundred percent. I'm curious why Barry doesn't do more big games. Like, I don't know what it is. I'm not, I'm not sure either, but I know that like, even like our guys have talked about going there to play like a Sunday, like scrim day. We used to life fighters used to go to Barry quite a bit, especially in the winter because they were still rocking and rolling. Yeah, exactly. There's no reason not to, right? It's a good test of your like physical and it's a good test of your gunfighting because the way that their structures set up are so different. Oh, the yeah. hills there are amazing. Yeah. Like you're, I don't know. I tasted blood every time I was coming up the backside <laughs> of that one with the bus. Like, and, it was, and I was in better shape then. Like, <laughs> like, I never got to truly play that really sick CQB uh, town setup that they had. Sin right? City. Yeah, Sin City. Super I, we fun. We only did one frago there that I can remember. And you were so hyped about like, oh, it's a sudden death. I can't fuck up. Like yeah. that I never got to explore it in the way that I would have liked to. So it was, it was unique. And I remember like in that situation, I think I was one of the last guys alive and I suck. So like I knew that there was a time limit for how long I was going to be in there and I'm just doing everything I can. Right. But it was such a unique like place to play. I'm hoping they kind of step into a little more of what we do, but who I knows? would, I would love to see some more fields like do big games because yes, we've got a new field. It's got some new, new stuff, but the last thing, and I don't ever want to say anything bad about PRZ, but it's very monotone as a, a game host. Yeah. It's very hard to host a game there because of the amount of games we've all played, they're relatively all the same. That we know all the angles. Correct. Well, it's, you end up the same 50-yard line, right? And that's probably one of my, I don't want to say complaints of Barry as well, because they do have that huge no-man's-land stretch that's really, yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah, but it's, it's sporty. Having played there twice, it gets pretty sporty trying to break that. But then the same thing with PRZ, right, where it's always that 50-yard line, crossroads, kitchen, loading bay, the last uh, was the helicopter in Southfield. Like, yeah, yeah that's always where the fight's going to develop hundred percent. And as a game host, like uh, myself, light fighter, Milson, we were trying to, 
to host a game, but we didn't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. hosting it there because now you're just another cookie cutter kind of game. Like how, how do you change up that game? Unless you're Lou fucking, uh, yeah, no (laughs) Sufa. I mean, you're, you're fucking get a helicopter, get a helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) That was crazy. Thank you. Go to Dennis. You guys rock. That was incredible. That was awesome. Now I'm going to put it out there. When we're talking about this, no game was ever bad. No, not no, by any no, no, means. No, 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 no. Always a good time. Always interesting. Always sporty is probably the best way to word it, right? Because the thing is, when everybody knows the field, everybody knows the angles. Yep. So now you're like, you're squirming to try to make something happen. You got to work. Yeah. No, you got to work. Um, it's the only way to get better. Like, and even there was a game host, like the first Conquer was like nothing I've ever played, right? Yeah, I that was so unique. We talked about that in the past, but trying to find something that would mimic that is challenging. So I'm excited to see what the future holds. Yeah. And so the future, I guess, changed uh, for the Milsom world would be the development of the compound. Oh, big time. 100%. So we, like I said before, we were looking uh, for buildings. Doesn't exist. No. Insurance-wise, money-wise, upkeep-wise, all of that doesn't exist. So... We bought a big plot of land, and I said, fuck it, let's build a town. <laughs> <laughs> so we physically built a full uh, town block, mm-hmm. uh, fuel stations, roads, the whole nine. The one thing about this field, and I'm not going to talk bad about anybody else, is this field was built by airsofters. That's a big deal. For airsofters. And everything is... Uh, on a realism factor because the history of the field, and we'll get a little bit into the history of the field, it actually started out for law enforcement to train their dogs. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's where everything started. And I'm like, okay, well, this is cool. Do we want to stay just doing military and police dog and, and seer and search and rescue? Mm-hmm. They're only during the week. So I'm like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> we, got, we got the weekends. <laughs> we got the weekends. Airsoft is only for the weekends. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's pull the pull the trigger on this property. My business partner and I, we we pulled the trigger and and uh, I started building and, and there you go. back. That's well, huge. I, I suppose we should just take the moment to say thank you. Right? <laughs> yeah, I because. mean, really, like it gave us a home again type of thing, right? Because there's been like there is a lot of fields out there, but there's none that are stepping up to the level of Milsim that like PRZ was. Correct. Right. Like you could host any type of game at PRZ. Yep. So to find a facility that's like willing to host any type of game again, that's huge. Well, and we'd been spoiled in the past, right? Like we had the college, we had PRZ. So yeah. having someone that's willing to put in the work and build the town and then having heard some of the other stuff you're talking about, really excited. I just, I wanted to kind of change it up to the point where you still do have the the mount facility and the CQB, but you also have the bush because like personally my team, and I know you guys know this from icebreaker last year, <laughs> we fucking love the bush. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like I love playing in the bush, but I also, we, we love clearing corners. We love clearing buildings. We love throwing grenades. Right. So gotta we need to, we got to do both. Got to do both. Got to do both. Do both. Uh, another point on the PRZ is that players are going to have to learn and develop, right? Cause like we've, I don't want to say been lazy in terms of the bush, but we haven't played a lot of bush games since flag swipe closed. Right? We're really good at working cover, right? But it's one of those things where you throw us into a forest. Now you got to, it's not just a pre-built cover that I'm leaning up against, right? Yeah. We got to relearn all those tricks and habits again. Right? And you got to be fucking quiet. Cause yeah. you can, man, that forest is loud. Oh, it's crazy. That's all I got to say. It's crazy. It's loud. I swear. Some of the boys are magnets for broken sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of them. I know. <laughs> All right, so let's back this up. 
Force Recon, the first big event at the compound, 2023 daybreak last year or 2022. It was uh, us versus Michael Bright. That's right. Yep. Um, you guys were playing on Bravo side, commanded by me. Yep, um, that was a good time. You got squad of the battle. We did. You we did. did. That was a three peat. Three peat. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what that episode was about. That's, that's right. right. That's right. And uh, when you guys weren't with me for the two major games or three major games, you were with me. Nightfall. We did Nightfall Conquer Daybreak. That Daybreak. Year. Every other game we shot each other. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure so that's how it we've went. always commanded for you. Seldom do we get to play beside you. Yeah. So yeah, that is true. Maybe right. the, maybe this year that'll change. We'll see. Time will tell, right? Yeah. <laughs> Time will tell. But the thing is, is I. I really enjoy a good gunfight, so that's why. That's the, that's the whole thing, though, right? Like, it's it's fun to shoot with your friends. It's more fun to shoot at your friends. 100%. Because you know when you hit them, they're going to call it. Yeah. Wow. And then the longest time with Crywolf as well. Like, there was a probably three, four-year stint where we didn't play beside them. No, that's true. Right? But you always knew when you were fighting them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> so this episode's about you guys because you guys were commanding bravo yeah for this year's daybreak like i said against uh mike wartooth and alpha mm-hmm. this is not mike's first command he did uh red road yeah, i believe yeah oh, okay. which i attended and played for him yeah he did that like a, what a, a month or two before daybreak yeah in renfrew and dude that was a fucking epic game man it sounds it from what i've heard about it i think we're we're looking at this that one this year for one of the ones on our roster. Great game. Like I am picking and choosing games this year, but that is definitely one on my fucking radar. There you go. That says something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. I'll have to figure that one out. That's for sure. Our good friends, uh, team Cal and echo usually like they're, they're pretty staple in the community with their vehicles. Oh yeah. um, Cause they do own two. So, uh, we usually run with them. And, uh, this year I think, uh, We'll see what happens, but uh, <laughs> we are going against them because uh, Force Recon Nightfall this mm-hmm. year, this fine gentleman to my left here, <laughs> is going up against me and Ski for uh, time. for Nightfall 2024. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited for it. I uh, There's some big changes coming to Nightfall that I'm really pumped for because a lot of the time it seems you get certain people sign up on one side and certain people sign up on the other side. Yeah. And neither good nor bad. It's just that breeds the same type of game year after year after year. So now they're talking about this dodgeball sign up. Yep. And I like personally, I think it's a great idea. I think it's awesome. Everybody who signs up gets to play. That's not up for discussion. Like any, you, you sign up, you're playing. It's just a matter of what side are you going to play for? Unless you're on the shit list. Yes. Yes. Unless you're on the shit list. And we do have a shit list. We have a shit list. There is teams, uh, plural, plural on this list Big time that unfortunately, even if you do sign up, you're being told you're not playing at this game. Consequences, right? It's the team do not, motto. Fuck around, find out. Fuck around, find out. Do not come to an event to barbecue. Come to an event to play. That's the Thank biggest you. thing. Because like I even said it on the last time we were here, we pay for 18, we play for 18. Yep. Like my team's got a motto. We play till broken. Yep. And that's just what we do. Because 100%. the game is 18 hours. It's not six. It's not 10. It's not 12. Like, there's no reason to say you're going to go the distance, then show up and just not. Daybreak went the distance. It did. Daybreak did go the distance. First time in a long time. I've it seen went it the, the distance, distance, and I don't care what anybody on that field says. I know for a fact it went the distance because I was on that distance. fucking field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was literally sitting there in the CP just waiting to see what was going to go on and, like, reacting to the, like, the still the firefights that were going on. We still oh, yeah. had we had a mission right at the end. Yep. Like, we yeah, blew yeah. up the comps tower right at the end. Yep. So it was really nice to see 
the game host like even commit to the full thing too, right? I'm not saying that they never did, but it's just nice that we had two sides that were active. And that's the first time that's happened in a bit because like the day breaks we played, like we shut them down early. Oh, oh yeah. fuck yeah. Well, like, Saga, we were 6.30, I think. Yeah. I was like at our That was one of the earliest up. ones. That was one of the earliest ones. Uh, there's been some early. Nightfall 10, man. Nightfall 10 yeah, was Nightfall, Nightfall 10, 10 was, bad. was bad. Oh, man. But that's also why we made the shit list. 100%. Right? Because yeah. it's people who sign up and are taking spots from people who could go the distance. Exactly. And it's not even, like, it's not that they're a shitty team or even that. It's just the fact that the seriousness that we're trying to achieve with these games isn't there because of certain things. Correct. So if people aren't going to hit the tone of what the game is supposed to be, it just it makes sense. Well, you've got dedicated game hosts that are putting in all the work. You've got field owners putting in all the work. You've got our command staff. Like it was a lot of work. Like, you put together a PowerPoint presentation. Oh yeah. Anyone like, on Bravo had a slide deck? Was it? <laughs> we did two weeks out and a month in advance. Yeah. See, the thing is, and I'm the same way because you guys have played under my command before. I think getting information out for a game that's in June early is almost a downfall. Okay. To a point. You guys run anything the way you no, want no, no. to. I'm always appreciative to hear <laughs> that info, that info that you're putting out. Like, say I, I start a group, I start putting fucking info out now. Yeah. That is, that's fucking gone. Yeah. You know, life happens. Yeah. That shit's gone. And then you know what happens a month before you're just doing it again. Yep. See, and that's the thing. So like, we'll make the group sooner than later once we know the teams and everything yeah. we're getting, but then it doesn't get active. Until closer to. Yeah, you just kind of wrangle all your chickens exactly. into the coop. You that just, way you know exactly what's gotta going on. Your chickens, man. So got to count your chickens. <laughs> <laughs> to qualify it as well. It wasn't anything like, here's the grand strategy and you're doing this. It was more like, here's what our expectations are. Yep. Here's right. what we do to make sure we stay proficient. Right. Like, we're, we're, we give some inside info into how the team operates to make sure that we stay up for the 18 hours, to make sure that we actually push. And, and it's and, tough. It's tough because you're not fucking walking three seconds to your CP after you're fucking wiped in the hall of death. No. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're a 15 fucking minute walk. And if yeah. your gun goes down, it's an hour to your car. hundred yeah. percent. And like the, the amount of people who didn't realize that. And like, it was, it was disappointing because it's just like, I'm missing. I'm just missing people for an hour. It's half a kilometer. Yeah. From your car to the entry of the field. When you have to be brought in by a UTV, <laughs> second guess what you're bringing yeah. because you need everything. 100%. That's wow. the biggest thing. Everything, air quotes. We'll get into that. That's, we'll get into that. Oh, I got, man, I got a that's bone another. to pick. But. Let's go back. So this is your guys' first command. It was Correct. our first ever command. First ever, ever command ever for the fucking show. Oh, man. The big show. Well, I would say I would say <laughs> I would say go nightfall then daybreak. I agree. I right? agree. But the, the, it is scales different. It right? is more. Yeah. It is the more serious games, right? For so, sure. And for me, it was really special to be like one of the first commander set at the compound. I think that's awesome. Like I, I was really proud of that, and I literally like 110 percent effort was given. I seen like, it. Like there was full expectations outlined. Like I had two radios on me at all times because I had to make sure that I was accessible to my guys. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing, right? I was hesitant so cody gets asked and cody asked me and i'm like man i don't know if this is the year for us to do this like i had a lot of other stuff going on outside of work yeah and then as we like he just shows up at my house knocks on the door sits down at my kitchen table he's like let's start like what are the what are the needs what's the ask what do we have to do here <laughs> and then he's starting okay this is feasible like we we actually probably could do this this year so that turns once into you the combined yes. 
the two of us together. I, I, Wyatt and I both, we both have four brain cells, right? Three <laughs> that we own and one that we share. Nice. And, and like to the point where like we both wore black pants and we didn't even talk about it. Like it's just one of those things <laughs> it's where scary sometimes. If I'm thinking it, if he's thinking it, I'm saying it. If I'm thinking it, he's saying it. So like I knew in order for me to command, I said to them, I was like, I need Wyatt with me. And if I don't have his buy-in, it's like it's a phone call. Hey man, like. You know, we have certain things that we want to hit. And like one of them was to not command against you for the first time. Yeah. Because it being our first time, like to go up against someone who's got nothing but W's under their belt, <laughs> it's a little different, right? So it's not that like I would have been down for it, but I know I wouldn't have convinced him. <laughs> but then all of a sudden he's like, okay, like those markers have been hit. And like we're both big communicators, right? It's so, like talking to Force Recon, like I need answers. Yeah. Like you've seen me already. 100%. I, I need answers because I'm already planning. Yep. Like I literally, I, cause they were doing interviews and it, like they hadn't really fully decided who they were picking yet, but they were like, like we, you're, we're very interested in you. And I was like, okay, let me see if I can get like my two IC on board. Right. And then all of a sudden I am at his house and I get another phone call. Yeah. We're in no problem. Yeah. Some gray bearded fuck put your name up to force. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know who that guy oh, was, man. but then like literally they called me. They're like, they're like, so you're down. I'm like, I'm already halfway done planning. Yeah. Right. Oh, we started the point. It's like, we're already sitting here talking. So it's like, okay, who do we want for platoon leads? What would our recce team look like? How are we going to start fleshing this? House? I still have the sheet of paper. Like, exactly. It's like, who do we want? And then it's like, oh shit, we're like knee deep in this. And it's, we're almost done. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the thing too is, um, from, Commanding at PRZ to the compound is is fucking nothing in the same at all. It's I would have been way more equipped to do PRZ. Hundred percent because we know the map. There's like seven years of experience playing that field. Yeah. Like I can tell you which window to come into and which angle to approach it from. Yeah. Whereas this was like I almost had a brain aneurysm at like I don't know two three o'clock just trying to a first time commanding all that overwhelming information. B I don't know where the fuck any of this stuff is. Trying to set up a hard point and you oh, don't even man. know what the fuck's going on. And that was the like, thing, right? Like yeah. we we had poor Greg with his little crayon and a map just going ballistic. Like <laughs> he's trying to monitor the radio, he's trying to do everything all at once. Yeah, I hope you don't mind. We we made some renovations in the Bravo CP. I seen that. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> we did have permission. I did bug Mike in advance for the listeners at home, but yeah. we knew that there's gonna be certain things for us to make sense of all this. Yep. And we've took the liberties of doing so. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Stuff's still there. Everything is still there, just in about two feet of snow. Yeah. Nice. There you go. <laughs> Everything's holding up very well. I'm actually pretty impressed. I'm not going to toot my own horn, but... Well, I heard about the concrete pilings you guys put in. <laughs> my goodness. If it doesn't hold up, I'm shocked. Yeah. Like, it's a concrete problem at that issue. Well, I don't want to talk bad about anybody, but there is some heavier set players that we don't want going through walls. It makes right? sense. I mean... Yeah, yeah, they're going to be sturdy. Myself included with a hard head. Like, I mean, I, I've been known to ram indoors. I don't run quick, but I can run through a wall. Yeah. Like, that's what it is, right? <laughs> For sure. So how do you guys think that your first command went, personally? I feel like I had a couple things that I could have done better. Like, really, my role there was to player manage, yep. right? Like, I'm, I'm the guy who's looking out for when people are turning and burning. I got a spreadsheet of people's ins and outs. Because like the wall of shame is something that you used that I took from because to me, I get a scope on what's going on. If I see a team slowing down on their turn and burns, okay, what's up? Why? Like what's going on? Right. And like, there's only one team uh, who knows what team that is that continued their turn and burn times real high. Like the whole game, they averaged five to seven minutes. And I'm really proud to say that was my team. Yeah. And like, that was huge because field presence for this game was massive, especially because we lost squads early. hundred percent. And I can kind of understand where you're going to get that attrition level yeah. just because like I said before, think about even a vehicle at PRZ. Yeah. It, 
literally can drive around in a five minute circle. Yeah. Here to go around the field in a vehicle is like 30 minutes. Oh, easily. You know what I mean? Easily. There was times where a vehicle would go out and be an hour and a half till they came back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they were coming back on fumes. Like yeah. it was, that's what it was. Right. So I think like for me, managing my players and my expectations was something I need to work on because I said to everybody, if you sign up under me, you're going to play like ink. And then I didn't have that. Yeah. So it's not that we couldn't overcome it, but it was something that I need to manage my expectations a little bit more. Which is a tough it, field, man. It being sand alone yeah. robs your push off on a step. 100%. And Go jogging on the beach, like find out, like it, it's hard. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. not easy. So like I can't even, like I've never played this field. I yeah. still haven't, right? Yeah. But it's one of those <laughs> yeah. things where I like just walking from where our drop point was to where our CP was, like I was spent. Yeah. I'm carrying a ton of extra gear and stuff because I knew I was just going to be sitting up for like hours. Right. But still like it was, it was not easy. That's why we try um, to set up the, the command post or the CPs properly so you can do your job. So having an enclosed building, yeah, you know what I mean? Keeps kind of the sun out, the wind out. You can set yourself up, keep your fucking guys out of there. You know what? It's yep. got two doors, one in, one out. Yep. yep. And it made sense. You got a shitter. Yeah. Yep. That both, was nice. Both CPs are built the exact same as opposed to one trenches off to the right and one's dead center. Makes sense. This year, there's going to be four CPs. Perfect. Ooh. Okay. So there'll be four different places. So there'll be two on one side, two on the other side, but now you can go across from each other. That's good. You know what I mean? Because we were real close. We were real close. You're one. What were you? So when I measured it, you're 0.8 of a mile from the other CP. It didn't yeah. take the boys very long to cross that. Yeah. Distance. Even with the slow going and the bushwhacking. They I think got, it was like, what, 3.30, 4 o'clock by the time we had somebody sitting out front. Yeah. Just yeah. To, like just there watching. Just eyes on. And right? just letting us know what's going on. So for a game that CPs aren't attackable, those positions are actually set up perfectly. Agreed. Because everything is equidistance away. Yeah, and it makes complete sense. Yeah. But when you have an attackable force, yes, that's where the other two are coming into play. And makes sense. We just ran out of fucking time. No, I, no <laughs> like, that makes sense. You're scrambling, yeah. right? Like, I, I remember talking to you. You're like, yeah, I'm doing everything I can. And, like, I know when you say that, like, I can see it. Like, yeah. I, I know what's going on. Well, we saw the live Facebook <clears throat> updates, right? We're like, holy shit, he's hammered out a yeah. whole town and trench line in, what was it, five months? Yeah. Like that? Well, on weekends. On weekends. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, spread out between the other fucking events. Like, it's either we play an event. If we're not playing, we're there building. Yeah. And you know what? I do take shots at my team, but... Those ladies and gentlemen on light fighters are what built this field. It's amazing. They're there swinging fucking hammers and I'm taking it apart after they build it and building it right. right. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's been plenty of people in the community and, uh, we thank them for their continuous help and their support and their sponsorships. And uh, Cody got us sponsored by Echo, got us some cool stuff, which I've definitely used uh, <laughs> very well. And they're still holding up strong. So we thank uh, Cody for that and, and everybody in the community that's helping out. And let's get back to what we're talking about. Why? What, do you, uh, what are your thoughts? I got notes. I brought notes. I know you did. Um, it was hard. Like I said, it almost gave me a brain aneurysm trying to manage everything that was going on. And I'm only doing half of the, or sorry, a third of the management, right? We've got our RTO, Greg, who took over the map board. Mm-hmm. That was his, so he's got his bank of radios. He's got his map. And that's where he lived for the next 18 hours was in front of that board. How did pregame go for you guys? Was that nerve wracking? Like were people actually fucking putting their two cents in on group or they answering your Honestly, questions? Not really. Um, like if people had questions, they would ask, but it wasn't, 
like to me, that was easy. Yeah. Right. Like I can, I can like why I decided to pick Wyatt as my two ICs because I'm really good with people and he's really good at the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I use him for the rest of it. Right. But when it came to like the people and stuff like that, like I'm answering questions, I'm helping people out and trying to do what I can to try to get the best player experience. Right. Because I want them to know what they're walking into. It's like, I did try to lay things out and there were certain people like putting two cents in, but we also didn't really form a proper plan ahead of time. And we didn't tell anybody anything until we actually got there. Mm-hmm. It's like, Hey, you guys are going to do this. You guys are going to do this. And like the PLs kind of like half ass new, but it wasn't like, okay, you guys are going to the town. You guys are doing this. No, no, no. It's like, we're going to just send out probes and see what happens. Yeah. Cause other than leaked shit, <laughs> nobody was supposed to see like what was going on on the field. That's the whole thing. Yeah. So how do you really do a plan? You can't. And that's the thing with daybreak. It's, it's mission orientated, right? Exactly. So that's other, definitely part. Sorry other than they added the fucking flags, yeah, yes. which they never had at daybreak before, which is now you got to kind of spread your, your shit a bit thin, especially like what were, what were at nine each or eight each for squads? I think it was uh, nine. I think it was nine. Nine. Yeah. Cause you had NFA switch over. <clears throat> yes, that's right. Exactly. They were at the compound yesterday, cutting down a poplar that was fucking dangerously leaning towards my barn. Oh geez. In a fucking snowstorm. These Perfect. three motherfuckers went up there and cut that shit down. <laughs> Didn't even bat a fucking eye. <laughs> Sent me a message said, have a good day, boss. We'll see you next weekend. Oh, geez. It was, so guess, it was amazing. We should give them a quick shout out. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah. They, they, they made or bro- broke that game because if they didn't switch over, like, I don't know what was going to happen. Yeah. They're, they're a good group of people. I actually stole one of them as a, as a recruit. Oh, <laughs> man. Go. Um, I mean, he just, he's a... Uh, player that's worth looking at that's all i feel you there that's good i don't in terms of managing it like you said we were going in cold so everything that we had seen was from studying the drone footage that you put up like hawks and then maybe finding some maps online from various counties because the north is actually pretty well mapped impressively yeah (laughs) and then just trying to figure out like by the time we got maybe i don't know a month out from game day we think we had a pretty good idea knowing like okay if the town's here it's going to be a certain shape and the CPs will probably be in one of these clearings. So we just started mapping out, okay, if we start on this side, this is our plan. If we start on this side, this is our plan. If we're totally wrong, this is how we spread it out. And yeah, we literally had like three operating plans set up just because we didn't know. That was one of the nice things with um, having the teams and being able to reach out to people. So Cody managed to talk to people in advance and go, Hey, this is kind of what we're thinking. Do you want to come play for us? Mm-hmm. And Again, knowing the right tools for the right job. You've got a team that's great at bushwhacking like Crywolf. Let's go throw them in, in a bushwhacking role. Yeah, oh, yeah. A heavy hitter team like Cal. They're going right up the middle in the town. Like, yeah. so I watch that. <laughs> right tool for the right job is exactly. what we always say, right? And that's why that's how we run the team, right? Like, There's a reason why, why it's the two I see. There's a reason why I lead it. And there's a reason why the guy who's at the front of the stack is at the front of the stack. There's a reason why the guy's rear guard. There's a reason yeah. why we have a medic who's a medic. Like, yep. It's the whole thing, right? But really just learning learning a how to manage the battle space right because like, it was our first command yep learning the field because we at the start of the game we knew that comms and the radio is going to be crucial because we have no idea what we're looking at here yep so greg and i stepped off and grabbed some of i can't remember which squad it was everything was kind of a blur um to get the radio station get the map get our talk set up let's actually start understanding the battle space and then that was all just did you guys find you had problems with comps yes you did. Yes. Really? Yes and no. Um, 
It was oddly, like further on in the day. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't until like almost 10, 11 o'clock at night that things started to get a little weird. I you don't start know. hearing weird noises and stuff over the comms that didn't make sense. And it wasn't people talking. We didn't have anybody like triggering stuff. Lots like, of random squelches. So was it know. almost magnetic, would you say? I'd say yeah, so, potentially. yeah. So the compound has got a massive amount of iron under the ground. Gotcha. Right? So we are granite and iron. And I did an event, Shadow Dagger event, where we had to go to GPS coordinates all over the compound. And I mean, like in the middle of the fucking woods, nowhere. Yeah. Because of the magnetic interference, we were meters and sometimes a hundred meters off of that point because of the GPS. Wild. Use that to your advantage, this information listeners. (laughs) Okay. Do not fucking trust your technology. Our map has been built by people that do it Mm -hmm. and everything matches on the map. Okay. Trying to try to stay away from your GPS watches and Garmin because they do get thrown off. And that's been proven in two events now. Wow. That's good to know. It wasn't something that we factored in because then you're assuming that your average air softer who won't spend money on good boots is going to buy GPS. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This event was purely for GPS and tracking and, okay. and, mm-hmm. and uh, navigation, that. right? That'd be really cool. Yeah. It was awesome. Very like small ambush type firefights. That's awesome. It, it was fucking really cool, dude. It Those was, are almost better sometimes. Yeah. Right? It's like 70 people and yeah. it was like 35. Actually, so the way it was, was we have our squad of like 10 or 11 and everybody's doing the same fucking thing. There you go. So you're given the same coordinates and it's whoever gets there first and then does each step of that mission and gets back off the field, wins that part of the game. That's cool. Ghost in, ghost out. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, it was pretty cool. It didn't go the distance, uh, like the entire event. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a 24-hour event. I'm not going to get into that on this episode, but. <laughs> That's it, an ask. That's a tough ask. It's a tough ask. A very technical game like that. Yeah. It's a lot going on. A lot of moving parts. Yeah. And it got dark fast. And then, yeah. you know, you, you got guys that aren't like uh, all done up like we are in night yeah, assets. Exactly. And, well, even like at the compound night assets, like if you don't have a thermal. Useless. Like yeah. it's like I like I had a guy running around with my nods. And he's like, I can't see shit. And like, I really like my nods. They're good. They're, They're good. good. I yeah. know what they are. But it's one of those things where like without the thermal clip on on it, like I'm not seeing nothing. Yeah. And it all depends. Like you do get those nights where you have the the full moon, and you can fuck. You don't need night vision. Yeah, you can see that. everything, like town, everything. And that's the other thing. Like if you haven't played at the compound, there is a full set of streetlights everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like the town is fully lit up. The gas stations lit up. The fucking uh, trailer park is lit up as well. And we're adding more lights. And wow. that that's just because. We're sick and tired of people saying, hey, we're getting fucking shot up in the woods by fucking thermal boys. It's like, okay, defend yourself in the fucking town. Go and fight there if you have a flashlight. Figure out what works for you, right? Like, yeah. I remember, like, before I had the nod and everything, flashlight and traces where it was at, man. Yep. And I would take it to those guys with night vision. 100%. Because well, you can. You just got to figure out how to do it. You have to know what to look for and how people are going to react. And it's it's like anything, right? There's a pro and con. There's a move and a counter move. You just have to know the airsoft chess if you will exactly <laughs> That's what it is though and that kind of ties into my next point so then you get to the night and people are bitching how are you managing people in their pissy moods 
their highs and their lows as a commander. I was pretty lucky that there wasn't really a lot of people with lows. Like we had people go down with like injuries and stuff like that. And a couple of people that left just because they were cold and unprepared, which that was hard for me to swallow, but it is what it is, right? Wasn't even that fucking cold no, for, for October. It could Canada? have been so yeah. North Ontario. Yeah, it could have been so much worse, but no, like I, I was really fortunate that I had a really good buy-in from the people that signed up with me. So for me to, like there was a couple of people, like a couple of like incidents that stand out where like people were just getting frustrated and they're getting frustrated because they're getting shot up quite a bit and like everything. And like, I've been there. You know what I mean? When you feel like you can't move on the field without getting hit, it's not a good day. No, but it's, frustrating. it's a day yeah. where you're not at work and you're airsofting. So like where, where, how mad are you going to be? Right. But it, for me, it was more so trying to manage like turnaround times were the biggest thing for me. That was the hardest part for me to manage. So I was trying to get people like motivated to turn and burn because like I needed bodies on the field because I lost those squads. Yeah. So we had like the, we had five or six squads doing the work of eight. Yeah. That the high attrition rate at that game really um, changed the organizational ideas that we had had. I think that at that point um, with PRZ closing, there was an exorbitant amount of games. Oh, yeah. huge. Right. So the community, I think at that point was starting to get real tired. Yeah. It kind of makes sense, right? Like you can only go so hard for so long. When you saw it, right? Like there was a lot of rolled ankles. There was a lot of bum knees. There was some heart palpitation stuff. I, yeah, I was there for that. Yeah, Scary. Yeah. Um, but, but again, be prepared for a different AO. Yeah, well, and exactly. And it, you'll always get that when it's the first time anywhere. Yeah. Like I remember the first time at Barry Paintball and like climbing those hills, I was dying because I didn't do any Stairmaster work. I didn't do anything. Right. Same with Wasega. It's the same thing. First time I played that, Jesus Christ, man, I lost seven fucking pounds. Yeah, no, so, I don't doubt it. Like I don't doubt that down. at all. Up and down, up and down. I climbed stair climbers like a mountain goat for two months in advance of that game. So I, I had a great time. Nice, right? Like there was no real problems. I'm standing at the top of the hill, fresh as a daisy. Because meanwhile, I'm sitting I put there in the work. <laughs> just dying. But I think I think that's gonna. It's it's hard to say. Like as somebody that is. Like I play a lot of events, like our team is real active in the community. We do like the toy drive and the food drives and all that stuff. We're trying to really get the name of airsoft community out there. Fuck. Where was I going with this? (laughs) Fitness level. Oh, I think it's going to be hit or miss with teams coming over to the compound because you're going to have that comfort level from PRZ and this, there's no comfort level. We've, we've designed this field for you to stay on the fucking field. Well, and that's good. Yeah. Like, I'm glad. But So, okay. It is hit or miss, though. It's like, you know miss. what I mean? I totally see that. Yeah. It is going to be a more physically demanding game, but mm-hmm. I feel like this is where we tie into, you know, the six Ps. Proper planning prevents piss poor performance. Correct. Right? 100%. Do your cardio. Make sure you're drinking your water. This is all the stuff that we put in the mission briefing, which is like, hey, it's June. The game's in October. If you haven't started cardio, maybe think about that. 100%. Right? Like, maybe. I know I started pounding water, too, like three weeks out. Yeah. Just to get my, like, base hydration level higher. Yeah, water deficit starts way in advance of the milsim, yeah. right? Like, it's something where if you're crushing back Pepsis all the time, like, you're not hydrated. You're mostly citric acid. And there's only so much uh, that we can do as commanders. Yeah. To help them. Like we can do our, our, our pre-mission our our pre-game, yep. give them our lists during the game. You know, obviously we'll have a case of water there, whatever to help out. And it's just like, well, once that water's gone, it's gone. You guys didn't plan properly. You know what I mean? It, it. It, it's hard for, for us in the command role to run two to three to 400 people yeah. and, you know, worry about one individual that, you know, didn't fucking listen. 
and then now he's an issue, and now his whole squad doesn't want to play because, you know. His, well, and that's exactly what happened. Like, yeah. that happened to me with the squad. Yeah. They had one guy go down, and then all of a sudden, I, they just dropped like flies. Well, they didn't have the cohesion anymore. There wasn't a TIC yeah. in their unit. So some, one of their, I guess, more experienced guys just happened to pick up the role. So now he's the one coming into the talks to do debriefs with Greg and I. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. He did a great job. Oh, right? he did a phenomenal he job. He picked up the pieces where he could pretty well. But it's just, it goes to show, right? So like, uh, it's one of those things where, and if anybody wants like help with this stuff, like, hit up the ink airsoft like Instagram page, hit up me directly. Like I'll talk to you about it. Cause like, I just want to help. There are no secrets. Like it's all, this is all any person that's done any sort of hiking will have these lessons that you can learn. I just happen to have filtered through and I guess curated my Instagram to be all these quick tips on how to do this stuff. So you've yeah. got tons of content to share. If people have, questions. if we want to, like, that's a thing. Like, I don't want anybody to sit there and be like, Oh, well, Cody said this, Cody said that. Like, so, so message Cody. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if Cody's saying it, there's a reason why he's saying it. Like, and there's no interest in gatekeeping it, right? Like, I'd rather people play the full 18. I think everybody sitting in this room right now wants to elevate Ontario. 100%. We want people to get healthy. Yeah. Start rocking. Like, me and my team, we go out, we rock. I'll use us as an example. I'm sure you guys do too. Um, camping trips. <laughs> side eyes over here. We have a, we've got a gaggle of gym rats on the team. But there you go. We've not really done any of the rocking, and I love watching you guys do that because it looks like it's a a lot of fun, but b a great like experience in terms of the technical side of move for sure. And we try to um, base our rocks on similar conditions to the fields we're going to play. That's, That's awesome, smart. right? So we get prepared and like. This weekend, minus 15, minus 20. I got 27 people going out for a camping trip. That's huge. And that basically is just a fucking knock the the cobwebs off, you know, team building, coalition building, whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. Let's go this. Let's push ourselves. We do have, you know, all the safety factors in play. Oh, for sure. Like you have to at that point with yeah. that temperature, like you have to. Yeah. So we've done, we do this every year. Last year, I like think it was minus 21. Um, but man, it's a hell of a time and it's good. And it's just little things like that, that you can do as a team, uh, to prepare for a new field like this. Like this episode is kind of saying, look, this field's here. A lot of the major events that are played in Ontario will be played at this field just because we've catered to game hosts, right? We've given them, uh, like, like I said, in a previous episode, we've given them a canvas and said, Hey, paint a fucking pretty picture for us. Like <laughs> I've given you guys everything you could want on a field and we're not even into a full year yet. See, that's a crazy part to me. Cause it's, yeah. Like it's just been amazing to see this grow and just the potential with it is massive. And that's the part that it really has me the most impressed because as this field develops, it's just going to get better and better and better because we're going to, we're going to play it and we're going to notice, you know, like, Hey, there should be a fort here or Hey, yeah. there should be a fence here. Or, Let's add 15 more trailers here. You know what I mean? Which trust me, I'm fucking trying. <laughs> <laughs> like you'd think there'd be a lot of, you know, piece of shit fucking uh, towable trailers around, but these guys are fucking scooping them up and scrapping them before I can buy them. It's, oh, that's it's crazy. fucking crazy. Plus who wants to pull a fucking piece of shit 
trailer two hours north <laughs> <laughs> and risk fucking your CVOR, you know, pulling oh, shit like man. that. So that's the hard part. It's it's you know what it's it's so difficult. It's uh, you know we've been blessed with uh, you know Woodcock Lumber and and stuff like that, or Paul Woodcock and his lumber company and stuff like that, delivering uh, uh, wood and giving us deals and 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 all that stuff, helping us out, and it's huge. But we're going to continue building, but let's, we're kind of straying from what we're, we're trying to get people prepared Yeah, definitely for what's coming up and we want to talk daybreak. And I don't want to scare anyone away with this, right? Yeah. Because in terms of Wasaga, like it's a different kind of heart, right? Yeah, I agree. It's not crazy hilly. You're not going to have that same level of exertion that you had at Barry or Flag Swipe with the Hills. It just doesn't have that topography to be like that, but mm-hmm. it's still challenging. So you still need to prepare for it. It's also a paintball field. Yeah. So it's it's built for paintball and their ranges. Yeah. So that's that's one thing that you will not like. We do have one paintball game booked. <laughs> it's a Magfed game because honestly, I think that's the only thing I really want to allow. Well, Magfed is turning into like very close to what we do for sure, and, and it's you, impressive. And like, you're getting range now. You know yeah. what I mean? That it's more of a realistic game set. It's not spamming paint everywhere. For sure, which, fuck me, I don't want that oh, all man. over my buildings. <laughs> well, you already have it on some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Most of it is washed off, and I've come up with a mobile uh, trailer with a water tank and a pressure washer. Nice. Awesome. So the four-wheeler will pull across, and then you know, a volunteer myself will spray it down because we all have expensive gear. Ugh. And you know what? That's, actually, that's one that I wanted to touch on that I feel everybody learned the benefits of with Daybreak is that there's a lot of people that they're going the extra mile, they're buying real gear, right? It's Barry compliant, so you're not picking that guy out in the bush. You're scanning with your nods, and he doesn't have anything IR reflective on him because he spent the money not to. That's that's why I think you're seeing thermals being the real edge of the sword when it comes to this field going forward. And the newest thing, because we're not near an airport, which opens up huge oh, amounts man. of gameplay. It was amazing having one for daybreak. I oh, bet. It was perfect. It was so cool. They, so, they sent it up. They showed me everything that was going on in the town. Yep. All right, I'm going to send guys here, here, and here. Yep. So oh. ISR yeah. uh, capabilities are a go now, especially, I guess, with the new command rules that just changed. Yeah. Right? Technically. Yep. We all know. So your drone operator at daybreak was my drone operator at Deadfall. Yeah. Okay. Um. There was a mid-air drone versus drone fight. Oh, I saw that. It was oh, oh, yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> that was I fucking crazy. So I hope we can do stuff like that uh, at nightfall. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, just even the game changer alone of having live footage where it's like, oh, cool, they're sending two squads to the town. Better yep. go beef that up. Right? And I think that, that just adds such a fucking realism factor. That so, well, and that's just it, right? Like, you literally, like, this is a thing. There's no guessing where your fucking guys are anymore. Like, no. before, like... I'm going to say it. Yeah, we use trackers. Like, yeah. we all know. Like, yeah, exactly. we use fucking trackers, okay? So our PLs are tracked, which means our squads are tracked. At PRZ, it didn't really fucking matter because, like... You could look. Yeah, you literally <laughs> could look uh, and know where everybody is. But now, where you're on 200 acres, you need to know where your squads are. Yeah, so definitely. technology is definitely going to play a huge factor going forward. Well, even Daybreak last year, having that was really cool. Right, yeah. being able because we were designating hilltops various names, so we don't have to guess. Oh, is it the second to the last hill, or no? It's Hilltop Charlie, right? Yeah, we had that naming convention put it at least for our platoon. We needed it though because we, we were stacked it. up on those hills for like twelve hours, I think. Yeah, like we were there for quite a while, and we just rotated through, and it worked out beautifully. Exactly. But it's then, oh, 
Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying the. Uh, definitely the cool and the realism factor of sitting in the talk on the radio, hear the buzzing coming over, you look out and the drones or the drone, sorry, is auto landing itself on its little launch pad. It's like, okay, that's sweet. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty badass, and it opens up uh, photography. Yes, like that video I made of the drone over top. I think it was uh, uh, IRA when they were getting Chris when he did the suicide vest yeah. mission, just getting that footage over top, like at PRZ, we would never have that footage, mm-hmm. right? It's always on the ground because unfortunately we're right beside that fucking airport. Yeah, exactly. So that's a game changer. So I look forward to that. I've already seen like uh, the benefits of that. So that that's really cool. I would quickly want to touch on sand. Sand. There's sand everywhere. In it's, your gun, in it's your boot, in everywhere, your shirt, under your hat, in between you and your vest, for no reason. So your guns are going to go down. Yeah, we saw a really high uh, fallout rate on guns at daybreak. Um, at least four or five within the squad alone. Dozens of people from various teams. It's kind of like onesie twosies. And it, it's like, eight, it, it doesn't matter what platform, like no, AEG, was, HPA. Like I went through and I cleaned up my Kythera after, and yeah. it only saw like a couple hours of gameplay, yeah. just to be sure, right? Cause you never know. Yeah. Like that's the one thing we're to the point now where you need to clean your weapons, mm-hmm. your airsoft weapons were just relax liberals. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was one of the biggest piss offs though, was like, you see some dude who's just like throwing his rifle into a sandbank beside the sandbags. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh yeah. It made like, no sense. It doesn't make sense. The M two four nine, like right into, into the, the sand. What the fuck? Oh, what do you yeah. think was going to happen? Yeah. These are toys, ladies and gentlemen. If you look at anybody, though, even from, like, the real army standpoint, dirty soldier, clean gun. Yeah. Always. Always. So get used to, you know, having to actually clean out your guns. You should anyways. Yeah. But PRZ, it's all concrete, right? Just be aware. I didn't clean my gun for years. Uh, Years. If you ask Jake or Andrew uh, the techs, they both hate me. I don't doubt it. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Every time I hand him a broken fucking <laughs> yeah, Okay. Let's quickly move on. Anything else you guys want to touch about the game before we move on? I Honestly, overall experience, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun commanding. Um, like I said, very different than what I was expecting, but it was a great time. Very happy with the command stuff that I picked for it. You guys fucking supported me in ways I didn't even know I needed support in. Thanks, man. You're welcome, buddy. I don't know. There's... I feel like the daybreak is not well explained in terms of what the expectations are. It's a ruck-in game, right? People are used to nightfall. People are used to PRZ. Oh, it's a five-minute walk to my car. I could just use it as a secondary CP. Well, no. It's what we discussed, a 500-meter walk, and then you have to cross the field. Yeah. So it's a half hour. That's it. Right? People have to be a little bit different in how they pack, I think, for the compound going. Right? For sure. You need to pack what you need, and you also need to know what you're actually going to need. Like, I took away some lessons where I overpacked food and underpacked water, so that's on me. Yeah. But bringing pop-up enclosures to a rucking game or having four trailers worth of stuff that you're bringing in. Like, wh- when you asked me before, what the was there any pregame jitters? It wasn't until we were loading those freaking UTVs in the oh, trailers. Oh, man. <laughs> you're you're like, looking at what everybody's bringing, you're just like, like I'm here with a really full backpack. Yeah. And that's really what I brought was a really full backpack. Well, that's the thing. And that's, that's literally what we're going over next weekend is just, there's no tents. 
There's nothing. You're literally bringing your ruck and your fucking sleep system and what you need to survive for 48 hours. And that's it. Yeah. Like it's, a, it, but it's also shocking. Like what you do, what you think you need versus what you actually need. Yeah. Right. Like I know for me to survive like an 18 hour game, right. I need eight bottles of water. I need two Gatorades. I need a little bit of salt and I need enough calories. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, not monster, but uh, you guys are uh, red bull dudes. <sighs> I can't help it. <laughs> but the thing is, though, that's a luxury. Yeah. If I didn't have that, I could still do the full 18. Yeah. It's just anything that I put in outside of that, it plus like a dry set of clothing, which is only one that I need. Yeah. Because everybody's different when it comes to what they need for that. But that's really like when it comes down to brass tacks, that's all I need. Yeah. So now anything else that I can bring because I have room is a luxury. Red Bull being one of them, right? Yeah. That's one of those things. And Don't. at sorry, and at daybreak, we basically made sure that you had, well, you brought a generator, yeah, but we did have a generator for both sides. Mm-hmm. So that's going to continue. So no matter what in your comms or in your command hooch, you will have a generator. So you that's will nice. have the option to charge whatever you need to charge for whatever team you have. I'm going to come out and say that doesn't mean don't bring extra batteries. <laughs> Not at all. Two means one, or one means two in airsoft. Exactly. That's right. And at the compound, it's four. Yeah. You're but, not wrong. Yeah. And even back on the radios thing, like we actually burned through radio batteries that I wasn't expecting to. Like we had a, we picked up a duffel bag of uh, comms equipment from a friend of the team that was more than happy to let us use them. So thanks, Brian, very much. Yeah, that was huge. But even then, we were burning through batteries. It's and- because you're broadcasting way farther. Mm-hmm. than you would at PRC. It's yeah. true. Right? So you're going way longer distances. It's more draw, which is more everything on the f- fucking battery. And so that's one of those things where, like, one of the key takeaways would be, Cody and I are looking, do we pick up our own set of radios? And if we do, we're going to have to titty them out, where it's like, okay, the stock antenna probably is not going to be what you need at the compound. You need, need a cattail. More. You need a fold-out antenna. You yep. need more. Yep. And it's probably the easiest way to get a little bit more oomph out of your Baofeng. Yep. The extra batteries, two is one, one is none. Get the extended one. Like, there's a lot of things that you can do, and those batteries are small. You can fit that in like a dump pouch, no problem. No problem. So Today's play carriers and pouches, lots of room for all of that shit. Oh, no, it's crazy. no excuse. If you've got a pouch that holds custom little chem lights, you know, I think you can have an extra battery on you. Yeah. <laughs> you got exactly. a phone board? I think you can find a battery. <laughs> and uh, so we also provide washrooms at each uh, control point. I can also confirm that they can take a flashbang pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We had a, like a false CP raid and they threw one and I was taking a leak and then all of a sudden I heard something bounce up against it. Whoa, boom! <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not leaving. Yeah. So. <laughs> We do everything we can to keep you on the field. That's the whole point of the compound. Now, nightfall will be different just because beside each CP, and for nightfall, we will be using the CPs that we both know. Okay. Okay, just because both of them do have fields Mm -hmm. next to them, so we can accommodate everybody's pop-up tent. See, that's nice. We can keep everybody beside you, but your building is your building. Perfect. You know what I mean? That's it's not like fucking 15 fucking 10 by 10s and then you have yours and oh, everybody's rah, 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 rah. I don't know how many fucking times I've had to turn around or get ski or one of my guys and say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, just shut the fuck up. This is a CP. Yeah. Okay. We're busy running fucking 200 plus people right now. Just shut the fuck up. I'm in the middle of something. Yeah. Like, and it, that's a thing. And that's actually one of the nice things about Daybreak that I noticed is... No one really came in the talk. 
Perfect. I recognize this isn't a hangout point. Yep. It was probably the very stern look on Greg's face and just the overwhelmed look on mine where they're like, leave those guys alone. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, squad leads, please check in. That was yeah. probably one of the bigger takeaways. Squad leads and PLs. That's the only people I need to talk to, and that's the people I want to talk to. Let's go over that in detail just because the rule change for Nightfall. So biggest thing is the rule change with PLs. And the biggest thing is going to be you're not allowed to lone wolf. No, nope. I think is amazing. Yeah, because addition. it's it's the way it should be. You should be tied into a squad, like, and you will be asked, like, what eleven guys are you with? Technically, you should be tied into a platoon. I agree, but it's going to be one of those things at like three in the morning when yeah. you've only got one set of eleven left, or six, or who knows what. So I guess the minimum would be one. You have to be with a squad minimum. And yeah. I don't want any of that. Oh, they're over there somewhere. Yeah, no, like, fuck no, that. no. You need to be embedded with them. Yeah, like, you're a PL. Bunkers, three bunkers. You, you, you don't give a fucking excuse no. at this level when you've been chosen as a fucking platoon lead. Because if that's the case, remember that list we were all talking yeah. about. Yeah, you get added to it. You're not going to get fucking hired anymore. No, and like, there's a reason why I've already sent messages out to people who I want to be PLs. Yeah, like it's, I handpick. It's funny. I need it. It's funny because we've sent the, the same message to the same fucking people. <laughs> well, we know, right? Yeah. Like that's just it. And that's like and that is going to be the most interesting part about you and I commanding against each other is yeah. we we know the same tools, we like the same things, we operate the same way. Yeah. Like it's there's no hold bars, right? It's, like it's it's and people are going to sign up for who they sign up for and yep. that's just what it is. And then you deal with what you have and you make the best out of the best situation you can. Like but nobody gets to choose who they sign up for. That's the difference this I time. I like that when it comes to teams. Yeah. I think that that's going to be such a different dynamic, and I am so excited for it. For sure. So as a commander, just to break this down, because I'm sure Force Recon is going to put up a post soon because we're getting close to February 1st. It's getting there. So as a commander, we get to pick our vehicle team. So our vehicle vehicles in the community will put uh, their resume, let's say, air quotes, out and then uh, they'll say I want to play for Alpha or Bravo mm-hmm. and then we choose. I'm pretty sure we both chose those. They're, those are done. You're I think yeah, mine's already set. Yeah. So then we get to choose four recce. Yep. Which is a sniper spotter, sniper spotter. Yep. Uh, which is realistic. I like. And then we get to choose five PLs. Yep. That's and exactly it. Only our teams get automatically get in. Which is wild. Yeah. That's oh, good. I like it because then it's a true dodgeball sign-up. That's honestly, I know there's. We we're trying to mash this out because it's the first thing, but I think that okay, you got ink. I got life fighters. Let's see what else. Where the cards fall. Let's right? see where the cards <laughs> fall, man. Like everybody's signing up for for Alpha or Bravo. So the guys that have been tanned for the last seven, eight years, or even fucking Longer, we're on. Who knows? We're on thirteen now. Yeah. Nightfall 13? Pretty sure it is. Ours is 13. Isn't that wild? Holy fuck. I what? Know, <laughs> it's going to be rowdy. It's going to be rowdy. And Daybreak was within 100 points, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was, it was very tight. It, you know what? I, I was game staff, and I walked around for that entire event. It was fucking cool to watch, man. Like, we were doing everything we could and, like, trying everything we could and, like, just pushing the whole time. Yeah, I seen it. I seen some veins pop out the side of your fucking head a couple I, times. Man, <laughs> oh, yeah. blood pressure was rising. Oh, yeah, but it was good though because it was a test of my skills to see what I could do. Yeah, test of your skills for tactics and like shit. <laughs> well, and that's why we're we've asked to implement the 
four-man command staff for Nightfall. Yeah, it gives you an extra dude. Exactly. It's going to be a welcome addition. My poor brain definitely needed it. Yeah, no kidding. And then I even think on the PL front, because it is the problem you guys are pointing out where it's the, we know the same peoples, it's the same one or two guys that everybody wants because they're really good at what they do. But I don't want to discourage other people from giving it a shot. If someone wants to have a go at PL, hit us up. Shoot a message. Same with Recky too, actually. Yeah. Like there's no reason for them not to message us and just kind of throw the ideas out there because I mean, nothing's set in stone until the names are on the dotted line, right? That's it. That's what it comes down (laughs) to, right? Plenty of time left to sort things out, but we definitely would welcome other players wanting to have a go at that. I feel like it's an opportunity for people in the community to grow and try uh, a different role. It's not lone wolfing. You are a command and control asset and just know you're going to be a little more radio heavy. So, and don't take that spot lightly. Like oh, when Cody some, oh. or, or I, or any commander in Ontario airsoft approach you and try to hire you as a PL, that's a serious thing. You make or break the game. You there's literally do. Why, like there's few things I look for. I look for somebody who's going to play 18 hours. Yep. I look for somebody who actually gives a fuck yep. because that's huge. I look for somebody who actually knows how to use a radio yep. and whether they can use a gun well or not. I mean, they just got to be better than me. So the bar's pretty fucking low, <laughs> but it's just one of those things where like, I need them to be able to just embed into a squad and just relay information. Cause Do really the at job. the end of the day, a PL is just my eyes. Yep. Right. So if I don't know what the fuck's going on, it's cause you didn't fucking tell me. Correct. And if you don't fucking tell me, I'm pissed. Cause you can only see somewhat of a dynamic from your ISR. That's from, exactly from it. your drone. Sorry. Uh, for uh, layman's people, but me, <laughs> <laughs> you can only see from above. Okay. Yeah. So having your PL on the ground and mashing that in with your intelligence from the air, it's the only way to get the whole picture. It gives you that complete picture as if you're fucking there shooting the people in front of you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a cool attribute. I want to quickly touch on the fucking dog tags. I love the dog so tags. Cool. That, so the first time I ever seen that was uh, Connor's event, the uh, one in Renfrew Red Road. Yeah. So he did the bracelet thing. We had one instant where uh, a Viz laser fucking flashed towards us. And um, and then the guy had severe God mode. Like oh, video one of fucking those. God mode. Oh, yeah. You know how I feel about that. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, this team's on the shit list. Really? <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. They're, I, I mean, I think they're on the shit list. We're going to have to compare notes. They're the, one, they're the the team you and I have been talking about that shouldn't play this event. Yeah. Then We're yeah. not going to mention their I'm name. I'm pretty sure they're on the shit list then. But it's yeah. one of those things where, like, it's this game is so integrity-based. It is. And, and this program, like, of having ID match the name on fucking registration is genius because it scares the guys that usually are doing it into the point where, Hey, there's a, there's a chance I'm never going to be able to play at this field again. It's true though. Where are you going to go fucking play, you know, a true Milsom? Like, yeah, Wes has his three games, mm-hmm. which, uh, great. I've played that event before. I've had good times and they're, they're very heavy on new players. And then, you know, there was Sega, group yeah exactly which is awesome i know matt Cappen put out three games for clarington woods nothing from clarington woods yet for any of their games and then jody we're calling you out i want to know when fucking icebreaker is man <laughs> i gotta book my vacation yeah it's yeah, getting fucking it. busy like, and like it's it's so nice to have a game that's close to us 
Yeah. Like and icebreakers. Like I look forward to that game because it's literally like my shake the rust off game. Oh dude. My guys fucking love icebreaker it's going cool. up against you guys. When you guys were camped up on that hill, <laughs> man, I was picking apart those bunkers doing every fucking thing. I could. Hamburger hill, baby. Like, Oh man, I was, we were pushing hard. Oh yeah. We I, were pushing hard. I and mean, like, I just remember coming up over that hill so many times and just diving for bunkers, trying to get away from that freaking spray you guys throw down all the time. Commander says uh, she's like, Magic, don't let them get that fucking hill. Roger that. <laughs> no fucking problem. Oh, man. I think you and I took top operator. Yeah, we did. You that and I did, yeah. yeah. From that was good. Well earned, both of you. Yeah, I was that. You know what? Fuck, I love that game, man. I was so spent at the end of that game. Oh, my God. I was a tired. gnarly field. Gnarly have not field. Gone. TFS is... It's a lot harder than it you would think at face value. Oh. It's such a crazy hybrid of like hills and structures and just like Bush the unique U shape to it. And then all of a sudden now the cornfield was in play. So you have this vast openness. Oh yeah. And like that was just so unique. It was just it was a good time. Meet you at the silos, two AM, but Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But you it's, know what? And the night at that field, like for when you're not using night vision, Cody and I played a Delta oh, game fuck. there where it was so <laughs> challenging because it's so fucking dark at night. I had my hand six inches in front of my face and I couldn't see it. We're holding on to the back of each other's chest rig oh, because yeah. it's like that canopy in the summer is so thick. You have no hope. That and game was when, August. I think that, that when we did that Delta game, I think it was in yeah, August. Yeah, it was later in the year. But even then, so daybreak's in May, or daybreak, Icebreaker. icebreaker's in May, and it's so dark, even with nods, you're washed out. I remember we were about to raid your CP, and I think you were the only one that were at the top of the hill. I think we shot you. You were by yourself for some reason. Was it you? It I was, was drunk on a beach somewhere. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, it no, it wasn't him. Uh, no, but it was another guy on my team. It wasn't and it, then guy. I came down behind you guys. Yeah, you came in after the I raid. Did, I remember yeah. that. Because oh, you were man. out doing something. I was you out trying no to idea. find you. Yeah. That's what I was doing. <laughs> see what I could do to see what I can make happen, right? We had one ink guy come up behind us, but the problem was is he was just a fucking tiny bit too loud. Yeah. Right? And then... He walked into something he didn't like, but <laughs> that's how it always goes. And then uh, it, it was fucking dark, man. It was so dark. Cool. I remember how fucking dark it was. That's what makes that field fun, though. Super oh, yeah. fun, and it's a break. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like, we really want all the field because we're we're losing everything. It's crazy how fast it's happening, too. We need to have everybody step up, and I want to play everywhere, not just one contained field. You know what I mean? I know it's the first year for the compound. Everybody wants to play a game there. We appreciate that. That's awesome. You're only going to play that field in that the way it sits once. Yeah. I will promise you that. Because even if I have a fucking afternoon off, I will build a fucking building. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't give a shit. That's the way it should be, though. It's got to keep growing, right? It's, got it's, to. it's not done yet. No. That's the biggest thing. Like, we're at one city block. I want a city. See, that's going to be amazing. I want a fucking city. So like literally the CPs, the city will start there and sporadically go through everything. Right. And we're going to keep it. Like I said, the, I don't want to get into too specifics about uh, uh, the race series or anything like that, but the roads will be manicured. They will be increased. We're talking about two and a half kilometers of roads being added. That'll be massive, especially because that brings the vehicle dynamic back into the games. That's all I want. That's going to be nuts. February 4th, we're sitting down here uh, for a vehicle podcast with Team Cal. That's amazing. Awesome. Because they've built two. 
they've been around since the college days with their vehicle. That, I remember. That, that vehicle was the Op 4 vehicle. Yeah, exactly. I remember. Many uh, many an afternoon getting shot by the Cal guys in their Jimmy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maple, maple, maple. Yeah, exactly. Um, what I want to do is I want to push other teams to build their fucking uh, their technicals and to know that you have the ability to store them at the compound. See, that's it's actually, perfect that you say that. <laughs> we, there's been conversations that have been going on between Wyatt and myself about different subject matter because nice. you never know. But it's one of those things where, I mean, I don't think it's uh, too far out that you might see an ink vehicle up there. Who knows, right? That'd be amazing because one thing you guys haven't done is play many vehicle games with us. No, no that's right. And no. they're fucking amazing. To be fair, it was not something that we were ever really involved in. Yeah. Right. And then. When tags got banned in Canada, that was kind of right when we were looking at that. We're like, okay, shit, let's get some launchers and let's start figuring this out. The ban comes down. Well, there's no real point in doing this because I'm going to fight a vehicle with a BB. Like, I got nothing. And their rocket just didn't have the same appeal. So the increase of launchers, seeing some of these awesome 3D printed things. Oh, yeah. We're talking about drones dropping ordnance. It's changed the game, and we're very interested. Yeah. I'll show you some videos after this of, <laughs> of what we got coming. Sounds oh good. They will hit the market very soon. Let's just say AF6s can fly. Fuck yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I dig I'm it. sold. Just send me the invoice. I, it's what it is at this point. At this point. Yeah. You, you have my credit card on five. <laughs> <laughs> Five, so let's see. Let's quickly go over this. Um, let's just say these guys came super organized and came up with their uh, talking points, which is kind of unheard of. Usually it's me putting out the work. So it was, we, uh, it was, we don't come into anything half-cocked. Just definitely remember, not. Just not walking into nightfall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always bricked. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I've got one thing that you guys don't have. Ski. Uh, you know, that is, uh, you're right. And uh, I, I'm really glad you're bringing somebody who carved the first wheel. <laughs> 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 he, he's, he sewed up the uh, first sleeping bag. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely. been around. He's the one who put the down in it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> I, I love working with Ski, right? Like, we've played under you guys for multiple different games. and um, It's his it's, consistency. Yeah. Right? You Hour one, he's the same as he is hour 17. Yeah. And, like, that's something that, like, when I'm running at 110% and I walk into your guys' talk and that's what I see, like, it's – it's a beacon of calm. Yeah. Right. Just his level of staying calm in the chaos is something I've really taken away. Cause like, especially at daybreak when everything was popping off all at once, I was out there sitting on sandbags, yep. radio in each hand, just doing what I can, man. My head was down map beside me and I'm just trying to juggle. Right. And it was something that I kind of leaned on was like thinking about him just being how he is and just, this is what's going on. This is what I need. He is really good. And, uh, on that note, I got to actually let the community know, and we're going to make it official. Daybreak will be the last command that me and Ski ever do in Ontario Airsoft. Daybreak or Nightfall? Or sorry, Nightfall. I was going to say, don't mess that up. Yeah. because <laughs> Nightfall. Who knows? Nightfall, who Nightfall, knows? Nightfall. <sighs> yeah. It just, uh, well, you know how it is. Yeah. It's we do. A lot of work. We do. We got to call it. We have, I mean, nothing but W's under our belt, but. Well, for now. We'll for see. now. Yeah, for now. We're going we're gonna to try to put an end to that. Uh, yeah, and we're going to try to kill a ginger. Um. <laughs> Which one? There's lots of Yeah, now. there's lots. That's, that's true. That's a hate crime. I don't know. I just want to put an end to Alpha's losing streak. That's my biggest thing when it comes to Nightfall. I do too, and just because I did announce my uh, my retirement doesn't mean I'm not going to fucking bring it. So I, hope, I hope not. <laughs> if, if you didn't, I would, I would 
visibly be upset. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't want to do that, and I wouldn't want to let down. Like I've I've made a lot of uh, relationships with teams in Ontario Airsoft. I've I've led, you know, quite a few people to uh, to victory, and I want to continue that. Exactly. But I also want to uh, have a succession and and bring up newer blood uh, to take the torch and continue. Well, and knowing you, I know that, like, let's just say we continue commanding. I know that I can ask you for input. 100%. I, I did a daybreak. Fuck, you need a PL? Call me up. That's, there we go. That's damn, it, right? Okay, okay. Like, it's, <laughs> I, I want to fucking play, right? Yeah. So for two years, I. We commanded the the biggest events in Ontario Airsoft, which is awesome. It's a great time. It's fun. It's stressful. I love it. Uh, my entire job, my career is to work under pressure. Mm-hmm. And I'm not tooting my own horn, but I've gotten good at it. And I appreciate it. And I love, you know, seeing the smiles when you win and stuff like that the next day uh, or lose whatever. And you learn from that. But I think it's time to move on and bring up some uh, some younger guys or some newer guys or even some older guys in the community that you know maybe didn't step up yet and now have stepped Looking up. Looking for a role change, right? Role change. That's it. I like shooting my gun. No, I, I don't blame you. You spend <laughs> a lot of money on it. You want it <laughs> exactly. Uh, even from a, it's it's a really rewarding thing to do. Like yeah. we were super excited to even have been asked. Like yeah. one of the one of the pieces that I joked with Greg on our team is uh, when we first started playing nightfall, it was just like, man, wouldn't this be really sick to like command this? So, like, <laughs> at least for me, I got to cross something off the old airsoft bucket list. That's just it. Like now that I've done it, I don't know how long I'll continue to do it or what capacity it'll be in, but it's the same idea. Like I do want to get back to playing too. Like yeah. that's the biggest thing, right? Like not playing at the compound yet. And then another game's going to go by and I haven't played at it yet. Like, yeah. fuck me. I want to play, man. hundred percent. I uh, I was lucky enough to to do two events, but like I said, they didn't really utilize the field. Yeah, like one was just in the bush, and then one was literally in the fucking town because it was you know an attack and defend. Changes everything. Changes everything. So I have no idea what you know path to take or what flank to do or anything like that. So it's it's kind of good. Mm-hmm. So even to kind of segue off that, right? One of the pieces that we wanted to touch on was. Um, especially with the compound is hoping or looking to see how game hosts in the future can utilize more of the field, right? Ontario airsoft has had this very long culture of a 50 yard line. Yep. Right. The no man's land and bury paintball, the kitchen area, at PRZ. And now the town at the and, compound. And now, now the, the town, town at the, the compound. compound. Yeah. Right? Let's fuck that up. There wasn't <laughs> from at least what I saw. I didn't see much of a fight in the areas outside RCP. Right. So other than the one time where I was there when uh, TFA started pushing you guys. Meanwhile, I've got so many people sitting outside their CP just waiting for the mission to drop to raid their CP. And like, I don't blame them because I know that if I was on the other side, I would have been doing the exact same thing. You guys would have been literally sitting there waiting to go. I believe they did. I thought they had the task force areas guys just like hanging out in the woods waiting for us. They were. They they were literally right there. But then they started encroaching in, right? When the mission set hadn't dropped yet. It's like, like, and that was the frustrating part, right? Because with how close those CPs were, it was very easy to have assets sit in there. Yep. Right? So like, and the thing is like, I burned an asset just sitting there. And that was the point. Exactly. Right? Because you you did only have nine squads. Okay, so it's ninety nine people, right? So this field playable right now, you're over a hundred um so much ground to cover. Yeah. So to have ninety nine people cover that field is impossible. 
It, it was not doable. I was no. literally robbing Peter to pay Paul just to keep stuffing people on missions and trying to hold assets and do so different things. Keep that in your head when the game is flag flip. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what that entails is a constant firefight over different parts of the field and who you can spare to go out. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be attrition. No, that's perfect. Attrition, that's it. 98% of the time nightfall turns into an attrition game anyways. Yeah. And like, that is what the game is set up to be. And it's amazing yep. because I know like from our standpoint, playing it, that's something we love about it. I can just picture it now. Imagine. So just to clear this off in no way am I involved in any sort of organization with force recon and the nightfall series. I know you better than that. Daybreak. I was involved in organization. I was an NPC, game control, all of that stuff. So I was privy to some of the stuff, mm-hmm. but to get it out there, I have no fucking idea what they have planned. I know there's no missions involved usually. No, usually there isn't. I can't speak on that, but imagine having a flag in one of the buildings on the front lines Oof. where you have wow. to fucking go through the trenches. And that's even my hope. Right? Yeah. That, cause so for anyone that didn't play, Daybreak was three flags. Daybreak's normally no flags, but this was one outside the CPs, one in the town. I'd like to see that plussed up a lot more because there was no reason to go check out parts of the field other just have our guys recce it and maybe see if we can dig in for an ambush there. Yep. But to open up the playability to the field, and because it is so big, your lines are porous. You have no hope of a 50-yard line. Not like, a chance. It's just not like it, there was no way to even hold a line with the amount of players that we had. That's why I'm hoping like we got like 500, 600 people sign up for this game. Cause if it's like 250 on 300, that's massive. That'd it be would, amazing. It would be good. It almost make it easier for us. Cause yeah, like, exactly. one of the biggest things to, to paint the picture for people that either weren't there or haven't done a command role in the past is that we say we've got 99 guys, but you're fielding actively in that fight. 40 tops yeah. tops, right? Yeah. Cause you've got guys coming back. You've got guys bombing back up. There's guys, on the fucking walk out to the front line yep. because it's 15 minutes. Or you got guys that are all dead. Their yeah. entire squad's wiped and sitting there, right? Exactly. Waiting for that. Uh, actually, there is no bleed out. No, but right. they're still sitting there waiting yeah. because well, who knows why. Or they didn't communicate that they're all dead, so they're waiting for the last guy to call RTB, and he's been dead for 10 minutes too. Yeah, that's fucking crazy to me, man. There's lots You're of dead. Go stuff. the fuck back. Get back in. Figure out a solid setup for when everybody dies, folks. 100%. And that's, that's another thing. Like the compound... From a command standpoint, you need to play this like a military event. You need to run your platoon leads, your platoons, your EOD squads, your vehicle squads. Everybody needs to do their fucking job or you're losing the town. You're losing the gas station. You're losing the trenches. I've, I've watched it happen. It happened to me at day or yeah, daybreak. It happened to me. Oh, people, I watched people it. Not, people times. not telling me what the fuck's going on. Yep. All you got to do is fucking communicate. That's and I it. can play such a more effective game. And it's not even just me, but the whole overall player experience is just better. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing, right? Like I, I talk about it being like for me, it's not for me. Yeah. Like it's for the whole side. Yeah. Command is like you win. That's awesome. Your organization was a huge part of that, right? But at the end of the day, it's for the fucking players. It's not for us. It's the whole side, right? Like, I didn't fire a single fucking shot. How did I win the game? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I look at it. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. that wasn't for us. Yeah, exactly. And that's almost almost why we're focusing so much on this, the attrition and the negatives. It's because those detract so much, not just from your experience, driving all the way up there and spending all the money, but it also detracts from everybody else's because now 
they're having to pick up that much more. Now everybody's running at 120% instead of the 100% that I expected them to do. <laughs> exactly. I got a guy who slipped a disc Holy because shit. he just refused to leave the field because we needed bodies. Yeah. And like, that's what it comes down to. How do you guys feel the uh, game hosted with that game? I was pretty impressed. Yeah. Right. Um, I feel FR really stepped it up. Their mission set was beautiful. I think that it was make or break because of the new field. Yeah. It they, could, went, they went ham. It could have flopped bad if they didn't step it up the way they did. They had to prove to the community that it was viable. I right? think I think they did that in spades. Oh, yeah. All through the process, they were nothing but transparent in the communication. We, we had, what, three video four, call? Four. Yeah, we had four, four video, video call meetings with them about rule sets, about, like, the changes that need to happen by moving to the compound and, like, just little things that, because we're all players and we've all played their games, they really value our opinion. Yeah. Right? So, like when we talk like they do listen, which is amazing because that's the only way to invoke positive change. Right. And, and the amount of game control on the field at a time Huge. was amazing. Oh, to like, was impressive. just to see that, like I fucking walked that fucking field. I probably did more steps than any of your guys. Oh, probably. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt that at all. Fucking back oh and goodness. forth. But it was, it was really good to see. I was really stoked because, uh, like I said, on a previous podcast, I was super fucking worried mm-hmm. about what everybody would think. Like at the end of the day, I am an airsofter that really likes realism and I wanted to build a field that takes away anything that we don't like as a community and kind of just emphasize on more of the realism. Like instead of having like, you know, a bunker every four feet or six or 10 feet away, yeah, like that shit doesn't exist at the compound. No, you're literally, you're fighting through a real town. You're fighting through a real bush. Yeah. There's some tires stacked up by certain teams and stuff like that. Like that would be the only fake part, I guess, that we have in the compound to date right now. Everything else is built up military wise. But that also like those tires and stuff though would also happen, right? Like you got to think like as like assets move through a territory, they change things. True. Right. So it's not even that that's necessarily fake. It's just not designed as intended. Yeah. Right. That's the only way that I would look at that. Even, even like trails through the woods, I've, I'm starting to notice like, you know, teams are making their own little trails through the woods and, and they're kind of learning the field as they progress going down game by game, which is cool to see as well. Definitely. Yeah. I know you're going to see lots of that develop, right? Like oh yeah, people find their own little, their holes and I don't know, I don't discount the fact that it is so realistic. I feel like teams should probably spend some extra time looking at more technical things than an airsofter normally would because they're used to that bunker bunker rush. Yeah. Like, no, like this is a linear danger area. It's a big, long open road. Set up your LMG, cross guys two at a time. Yep. Wait and see what's happening. Don't just commit your 10 guys walking in a column down the middle of the road because way to get smacked. My guys are going to love you in their L shaped ambush at the end of that fucking roadway. Yeah. And, and not like, don't expect to go into a building and it just be, you know, one room. Yeah. It's like, you got to go in. There's fucking three bedrooms in the back, right? You know, and there's a like a simulated bathroom size room, and like any of those rooms will have somebody in it. It's not just like, you know, an eight by eight fucking building like everybody else does. You know, or even all these trenches that you're putting out, oh, right? Yeah. Like trench warfare has a doctrine. Yeah, go read it. Yep, there's guys that paid for this. Hundred percent. Right? So you might That's as just well it. just learn from the real life lessons that are there, and we, it's all available online. Like everything's available. Look at it, yeah. and it's needed though. Like really, like to elevate what's going on. And like the biggest thing is like the biggest thing I see at the compound is just the general elevation of games. Yep. Right. We've elevated our playing space. It's no longer four buildings. Yep. 
right? Like we now have a forest, we have trenches, we got different buildings, we got all kinds of stuff. Roadways. Like there's, there's so much more to yeah. do, so much more to explore, so much more to enjoy. Yeah. Well, and I think that's going to be a big learning curve for people is this increase in vehicles. Yeah. Right. Because it's not something that we really dealt with. You had that one lap around PRZ. I don't think Barry ever had vehicles. Wasaga no. didn't have anything. The terrain just didn't allow it. Yeah. You're going to have to, if you're a more organized team like ours, uh, like Inc and Light Fighters and some other awesome teams in the community, you're going to have to start training on vehicles. Yeah, it's right? needed. It's needed. So, I, well, I can give it away anyways. So we're going to have a section of the field that is a traffic jam. Amazing. That's so cool. you basically can train uh, interdiction with vehicles. So you're going to have a vehicle in the middle, a couple vehicles blocking it in, and even more space to part. And you're going to have to get like a VIP out of that situation. So Oof, it adds really training cool. to it, right? I yep. love it. And you can use your rolling vehicles to approach the situation, right? And there's just certain sections of the field like that, that we're going to segregate, but it all plays to the whole scheme of things. That's cool. Do you know what I mean? So like I go back to what I said before, we're giving the canvas to game hosts to fucking paint a pretty picture using real world stuff. Yep. You know what I mean? Change the name, blah, blah, blah. Fuck politics. Keep them the fuck out of my field. I don't want any of that bullshit. Make sure you write a storyline so people can kind of. It makes the difference. It makes a difference, right? Well, it goes from playing Fortnite to playing Call of Duty (laughs) to doing the real thing. Right. Exactly. So I don't know. I, that vehicle interdiction one would be a really cool frago. Exactly. That'd be a right? wild You frago. pack five guys in each of those cars. There's a VIP and there's three bodyguards. Yep. And, and when that buzzer goes. And for some reason, they're all dead car. and we're carrying a dead body out. And, <laughs> and figure it out because these cars, they're not in the middle of the woods. They're on, you know, a turnoff on the major road. Yeah. Right. So it's, you're not going to have cover coming up to these vehicles. So figure it out. It's, it's, it's real world. It's like you're on a fucking highway. There, there's not barrels and fucking trees and shit on the highway. There's three fucking cars and there's a guy in the middle of those three cars that you need to get out, figure it the fuck out. I'd even go as far as you've got your two, four, or you've got eight guys, right? You've got two, four man teams and they start inside the vehicle. hundred percent, right? Kick that fucking door open and get your gun out. Yeah. Hope you had your sling on. (laughs) (laughs) And that, that's another thing where, uh, We'll talk later about technology upgrades and, and drone and, and dropping ordinance and stuff like that, where you can use that as an asset now, where before at certain other fields, you couldn't do that, right? It's huge. So I don't know. There's a lot of opportunity there from the, the cool mission perspective, yeah. right? I think FR did a pretty great job at Daybreak. Um, the whole... The brothers. The brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's bad. Yeah. I, from the, not a lot of people would have been privy to it just because of where we were in the command, but the storyline and how it weaved together and you do this and this is the result. And now you have to do this mission and then you get the fireworks going off or, you know, there's a buyback that goes wrong and buddy blows himself up for yep. anyone that hasn't seen the footage. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. man. It was and then crazy. now you've got to do some TCC. Yep. I think I missed a C. <laughs> And get those guys back so that you can get information so that you can do the next mission and then blow kind up of, the comms tower. It's kind of funny putting a tourniquet on a guy and then almost waterboarding him at the same time. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he was fucking telling me where it was. Oh, man. Was it was getting close. And, like, the thing is, like, I'm sitting there. I literally said, let him die and yeah. just walked away. I was done with him. And I'm yeah. like, no, no, no. I've got a rag in my pocket. Someone here has a canteen. 
I didn't sign no Geneva paperwork. <laughs> Geneva what? <laughs> it's our well, fault it's there anyways. Yeah. War, war crimes will be uh, prevalent on the field I for certain games. Uh, war I didn't sign the first nothing. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Show me my signature. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, man. So to kind of put everything back into perspective, uh, your first command at a big event was successful. So congratulations on that. Thanks, Thank man. I appreciate that. The main thing about that uh, as well, uh, Mike Wartooth, I don't know if you listened to the series, but you did a great job as well. I did phenomenal. I could not have asked for a better person to command against, especially my first time, because like him and I had good communication beforehand, and it was just really nice to, uh, well, it was nice to talk shit to each other too. Oh, yeah. Over the interwebs. That was hilarious. There was a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. But then, uh, (laughs) but even still, though, like you touch base and I'm like, hey, man, like just checking in. Like, did we go too far? He's like, no, man, it's all good. Like, it's all in good fun. And like, even after the game, like he came up to me and he's like, I don't know which one of us is going to go on to like to play Nightfall, but he's like, whoever it is, like, we should play for each other. And I said to him, like, I agree. Because like, it was just a lot of respect was there between him and I. And for somebody that I haven't interacted a lot with, it was just a really great experience. He definitely, uh, how do I say this? He stepped up more and above and beyond. Like he did a great job and I didn't really expect that much from somebody just thrown into it. You know what I mean? No, I do. He really I excelled, that. right? There was the opportunity to sink or swim there and he definitely swam. Yeah. Right? I agree with that hundred percent. Like it, it wasn't a fucking blowout game. It no. was so, and nobody well, wanted it to be though either. Right? No, because like that's that really what. It, fall, yeah, right? like that was a blowout. Like, I'm sorry, Hollywood. That would have been a tough one to stomach, but it was even tougher to play against a watch man. Like, are you, are you talking about Cocker? Oh man, they yeah, well, both ended that way. Cocker so. was against Hollywood. When I'm sitting, okay, when I'm sitting, so when I'm sitting there, just outside the trailer park, and then I like, and I'm just, and it's, it's me, and it was Danny, and we're just sitting there, and like everybody was coming, I was dropping, yeah, and like. They really were. And it was just the two of us. And the, what's crazy is the rest of my team was behind me. Like, it wasn't like if I went down, there was somebody there ready to take my spot to continue the fight to the point where, like, you told us to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, let me just put this out there. Nobody ever tells me that. that. Nobody yeah. put the baby in the corner. Don't tell me to sit down. Don't tell me to take an extra 20 minutes. Don't fucking ever say that again to me because yeah. fuck you. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that. I want to play hard. Like, I don't show up to these events to fuck around. Like, I'm the one who finds out. Yeah. And, like, it was just, it was really difficult. That whole season was difficult that way because it was multiple games where we got told to kind of back down. It was Really, that was a tough one for Hollywood. And I just want to point out, don't talk shit before the game. <laughs> to me, especially if if you're not going to bring it. It's it's one of those things where there's a reason why, why and I don't do a lot of talking. We do a lot of playing. Yeah. Well, Speak with actions, exactly. not words. That's, that's it, man. I just hope he took away lessons learned. Because right? the biggest one watching that, because like, I got a four-time scope. I'm sitting at the end of the road watching Cody and Danny fend off waves of twosies, threesies, fivesies. It's like, fuck, guys. Where's the cover fire? Yeah. Where's the bounding cover? Where's yeah. the smoke? What's crazy to me is I even had like a game control beside me because like they were saying, oh, I've hit him. I've hit him. I hit him. I had a game control beside me and he's like, and I look at him. He looks at me. He's like, Cody, he's like, keep it up. Like, <laughs> like I wasn't getting hit. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where like, I just, I just, I don't. Can we I, talk about that for a second? Too? Yes. Because while, while I'm on my tirade of rants against the airsoft community, you can zero an optic. Oh my You goodness. can have an optic on your gun first and foremost. Yep. And you're allowed to zero them. Yep. If you don't know what that means, please contact at Inkairsoft and I'll send you guides. There's tons of shit on the internet. If anybody's upset at what we're saying here, 
like I'm just putting it out there right now. Come at me directly. And it's your opinions. Yeah. Right? So it this is your point of view, or when I say something, it's my point of view. Like I said on the previous episode, the recap, the Airsoft experience is going to tell it how it is, to who it is, for it is, and we're not going to fucking sugarcoat it because what's the point of having this information go out if we're just going to be sugarcoating the information? There, there's no point. There's but no like, point. But like, I'm also not the type of person where like, if I'm saying this and it's upsetting you, first of all, okay, look at why. Yeah. If it's upsetting you because I'm hitting too close to home, message me because I'll actually help you get better. 100%. Because I'm not sitting here just to talk shit and not help. I want to help. Like, that's the thing. At the yeah, end of the I mean, day, like, my whole team wants to help people get better because we want to play 18 fucking hours against great fucking people yeah. and just have a good time. 100%. Yeah, I'm not doing this purposely to be an asshole. I'm doing this because I, I want to poke where the wound is and show, hey, this needs to get better. Elevate the community. Exactly. That's what a it comes down tide, to. Right? Lifts all boats. So let's help each other and let's get better because we've got a great field now. Yep. Let's execute. Exactly. Let's, uh, and that also goes for the game hosts. Yeah. You guys need to elevate as well. It's a whole thing, right? It's a whole community needs to elevate. It's Everybody. not just one aspect. We've got an opportunity here. Let's not squander it. Exactly. We can, that's the other thing I want to point out about the compound. You want to host a game there and you want to see something like, hey, you know, my fucking, I need some towers for my game. Sure. I'll go build you some fucking towers. <laughs> you want some fucking trees gone? Sure. I'll snap my fingers. The trees are fucking gone. I know you want natural bears? Do that. <laughs> they have done that very well. Let's, uh, yeah, just nonstop with those saws. Um, there's stuff we can do to do that. Like I have uh, OMD. They want an underground bunker. Fuck it. I'm giving them an underground bunker. That's wild. That's so sick. When I say underground, the access to it will be underground in a, a six-foot uh, tunnel. Uh, from a trench line that goes to a submerged outpost uh, bunker machine gun kind of tower thing. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Right? So excited. one way in, uh, one way out, but it's going to be hard to take and you can't hit it from above. That's what these uh, tag frags are for, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you don't have hearing protection, that's a good over the break investment. Yeah, get hearing time. protection. Uh, this is the first year that they've been used at uh, Operation Green Mile. <laughs> Somebody went home. Uh, unfortunately, they weren't wearing ear protection, and I am very good at placing these grenades where they need to go. Oh, oh man. It blew up directly beside his head, yep. and I guess his equilibrium was gone, oh. and he fell over. It happens at this point. In our careers, you should be wearing fucking ear pro, whether it's the inner ears or over ears. Like, yeah, no I don't like getting shot in the fucking ear. It hurts. It fucking hurts. <laughs> well, thunderbees are loud. Oh, yeah. Right? We've had tags before. Like, yeah. everyone is aware of these lessons. The footage is out there. You watch any game out of the States, there's these uh, Enola Gay pea grenades going off like candy. Yep. We've now got these Enola Gay flash grenades that we saw a lot of at Narco. There is tons of pissy people, and it's like, you were briefed about it. Yep. It was in the rule set. It's actually mandatory at Light Fighter Milsom events to have ear pro or you can't play. Perfect. That makes sense, though. Only because 
of the amount of ordinance that will be going Oh, jeez. You know what? I'd love to see it, though. It's one of those things where there's really no excuse. If you've got 17 guns at home, there's no reason that you can't buy one. What, what is a Howard Light? Like 70, 70, 75, bucks. 78 bucks. E- even if you go to a fucking Peltor. A Peltor yeah. is the cost of one of your guns, but that's the only ear pro you're ever buying. Yeah, buy one, cry one. That's boys. exactly. Like, there's it. a reason people say it. That's I've it. learned those lessons so many times. Even the cheap fucking 120 decibel fucking foam things. Yeah, you yeah. can still communicate on your comms. Yeah, you can still listen to your PL yelling at you or whatever or your fucking squad lead because you know some of us do it. Yes, and are well are well known for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if my guys don't know how to say push in three different languages by now, I'd be surprised. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly <laughs> that. Hearing protection is actually mandatory on ink, so Cody doesn't blow out your eardrum. There you go. It should be <laughs> mandatory everywhere. It's just something that we have to adapt. And if we don't adapt the rules, people are going to get hurt. And then we're going to lose the fun stuff. And that's just it, right? And really what it comes down to is like, we don't want to see people hurt. We don't want to lose our fun toys. No. And they go hand in hand. Because you're not going to go throw a fucking, uh, one of those uh, green gas fucking bouncing grenades on a sand floor and expect it to no. go off or ever see your fucking grenade again. That's just it. They're not going to have the same impact for no. us. So unfortunately, yeah, the AF6s, they do cost money. Yep. Um, and they're one-time use. But you don't have to go and find that shit after a battle. I don't know. I've I've had the fortune to play both with and without them, and uh, I will never go back if I don't have to. Yeah. Right. It was having the college where you're watching probably thousands of dollars of these grenades go down back and forth on the hallway, and things are going off, and you hear they sound like like shotguns going off inside. Right. They're freaking loud. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. You can be outside anywhere on that property and still hear that going on. 100%. Adds A to the ambiance and B to the cool factor. So you can, why would we hamstring ourselves? You can hear those go off at the campground. Yeah. Like at the compound. We're talking like half a kilometer. Yeah, it's it. crazy, but it's true though. Yeah. Like, and they, and that's why hearing protection. Huge. And it's just as important as your fucking eye pro, right? Honestly, I don't know how hosts haven't cracked down in that fashion. Ears, eyes. Mouth. <laughs> That's it. It's super simple. 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 <laughs> Everything else doesn't matter. Yeah. Your gun could fucking shoot to the left and hang a right and fucking drop twenty feet out. At least you're out there having fun. But fucking yeah. protect your fucking ears, your eyes. Safety's key. And your goddamn mouth. <laughs> I've had two shots. It sucks. So have I. Right. Pushed my bottom two three back. It was Sega. Yeah. There you Forget go. Forget who fucking died. I think it was Carlo. Oh God, motherfucker. Um, I love you, Carlo. It was 400 bucks. I didn't need to spend, which funny enough is, you know, significantly more expensive than any mouth guard or face mesh could ever dream to be. So (laughs) like, I'm not into the whole face mesh shit, but like, I mean, put a fucking under armor mouth guard in fucking call a day. You're done. That's what I use. So, uh, Delta Mike pro, I think is what it's called, but they are these balaclava mesh, um, it's like a hybrid. Like a hybrid, right? So it comes up like a neck gator would, and it has a, a mesh piece that sits right on top of your lip. But it's not the whole mesh built not in? Not the whole mesh. It's okay. like one of those beautiful little neck gators. It's that nice jersey knit material. Um, hard with a mustache or beard because it gets really itchy. Yeah. Right? But it is a nice piece of foam padding. So, so used to that, though. I know, right? <laughs> All the time. Especially when I'm running the Avon. That's yeah. the fucking oh, worst, yeah. dude. Yeah. Getting a seal so you're fogging. Oh, yeah. yeah. It does seal though, believe it or not, even with my beard. Impressive. Really? Yeah. I have to tuck the fucker in, but I, I believe it. That for a second. <laughs> Probably have it cranked nice and tight too. Oh yeah, I just <laughs> eyeballs <laughs> popping out like this. Hey Magic, can you see? Yeah, let's fucking go. I see everything. Yeah, I see everything. <laughs> even the purple squirrels. Yeah, exactly. We are at a uh, 
hour and 40 minutes. Oh, wow. So we're going to wrap this one up, but briefly, let's get our last thoughts in. Let's go with you, Cody. Just pumped for this year. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm excited to play more at the compound. I'm excited to actually play at the compound. And uh, I'm really excited to command against you. I think it's going to be a very big battle. And uh, I know I'm ready. I don't know if you are, but I know I am. I was ready when I... uh won the last nightfall my friend <laughs> <laughs> or uh, or the one before that there you oh go. no no yeah it was two nightfalls in a day break right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. with us with you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't look at ourselves as the type of people where we make or break a game that's not us we just go there and we do all we can yeah. and that's literally what it comes down to you're a good example of committing to a commander to do what you said you're going to do for the entire time doing it. And that's why you got a fucking uh, chest full of... Uh, yeah, we got enough of them, that's for sure. Fucking... You know, it's, um, <laughs> appreciate you saying that, because we do, we put a lot into it, right? Yeah. You know, the boys put a lot into it. And that uh, that picture with the whole team holding up the alpha flag in front of the bus, oh the, uh, yeah, screensaver at home. It it's is. Nice. I fucking love that. It's a good one. Yeah. Yep. No excuses this year. No, no, none. It's Everything's planned out. FR's doing their due diligence. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it'll get more involved on their end after February 1st. I think they want to know how many people are coming first. Yeah. That's which, the biggest thing. Which makes sense. I, I know you're ready to rock and roll. I'm definitely ready to rock and roll. My two I is you're definitely ready to rock and roll. Chomping at the bit. <laughs> the only thing that I guess I got to do is find another RTO just because that rule changed now, but I'm sure that'll Flesh be easy. No platoon leads, so I guess that's the the open call for if anyone wants to have a go, please reach yeah, out. Yeah, platoon leads, send me uh, resumes because I'm down, I'm looking. And then also if uh, you guys think you can do recce for me, I'm always down to kind of look and see what my options are, right? I'm not really set in stone with anything just yet when it comes to uh, recce and then also PLs. So feel free to kind of shoot me your thoughts and what you're thinking and what you can do for me. I will put inks info in the description of this episode so you can just click and it'll go directly to them fantastic they are heavy on posting on instagram so i would say hit them up on instagram i don't even think you guys are on facebook right no 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 is enough cognitive burden for me i hear you that or people can hit me directly too i have five instagram accounts so i I feel you yeah that's busy (laughs) actually i'm looking for somebody to uh take over the uh, social media end just because I want to focus on building the field, uh, hosting games, playing games, commanding one more game, (laughs) one more game. And that's it. Fuck. You know what? I just said that publicly and I did promise Cal that I would fucking command his game. Just when I think I'm out. Fuck. They pull me back in. in. (laughs) Okay. Uh, as it stands now, I'm still still just uh, just the nightfall. We'll go from there. I'm meeting with them on the 27th, so there you go. We'll talk about that. I know. I just want to quickly talk about Echo. Uh, they've been in the game for a long time, and they are hosting a game. Uh, we will get information out. I'm sitting down with them next weekend. We'll get information out about that game. It's very NPC involved. Amazing. So we're gonna start pushing on that. Uh, check out OP Gunrunner, put on by Light Fighter Milsom, July 21st weekend. Uh, lots of vehicles, talking 10-ish vehicles. Huge. And uh, active NPC town. So it's going to be something different that I've been wanting to do for a long time and I haven't really seen yet in the Sounds community. Sounds unique. Oh, we're excited to see what you got. It's going to be good. But 
On that note, thank you so much for you guys uh, coming all the way the fuck out to Mississauga from London. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having us, though, man. And yeah, appreciate, appreciate it. It was a good time. I look forward to seeing you guys out on the field. Sir, it's going to be one way or another, right? Let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. Take care. You too.